Welcome to Minimalish, a podcast about minimalism, sort of. I'm your host, Desiree, and I strongly believe that minimalism isn't meant to be an identity, a standard to live up to, a set of roles, or anything along those lines, but rather just a tool to help us make room for the things that matter in our lives. And it looks different for everyone. Each week, you'll find me here having conversations about living with less realistically and the things that matter, like motherhood and family, intentional living, mindset, loving our people, and everything in between. More than anything, it's my goal to remind you, and often myself too, that you're worthy of creating a life filled up with what matters to you, and that you're already enough just as you are. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Here's today's episode. Hi, friend. Welcome back to Minimalish. I am so excited. This is the last episode of the year, and I'm going to admit it has been quite the struggle to get this one out to the world. I'm trying my hardest to get this out on my birthday. That was the goal. But honestly, it is my birthday right now while I'm recording this because I have had my file deleted several times. I have technological issues every once in a while, but I wouldn't say it's regular. I would say that this time I feel like there's a force working against me and I am just going to push through it. So Like I said, I've recorded this a few times, but I'm so excited about this episode because it's so much fun and it's so meaningful to me and it is a reflection for the end of the year, but it's not just a reflection for the end of the year. I am sharing 10 things I've learned in 10 years and it has taken me a while to decide what I wanted to talk about to close out this year because it has been such a great year, but I just really wanted to tie it up well and I thought it would be fun to do this decade challenge that I've seen a lot of people doing with their podcast or with their blogs. So it's not my idea, but I am just joining in the fun. Before we get started, if you wanna give me a gift for my birthday, since it is my birthday, all you gotta do is scroll down, hit five stars on iTunes, or you can go on iTunes on the internet, um, like on your browser and find it there if you don't typically listen on Apple Podcasts. And when you hit those five stars, you can say a few positive things. Of course, if you love the show, I just really love your feedback. I'm so grateful for it. And it helps other people be brought into this community. It helps the show be seen by more eyes and be more visible on iTunes. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all the ways that you share. If you wanna just share on Instagram or share with a friend, those are all beautiful gifts and I'm so grateful for you. All right, let's get started. I wanna give you a little portrait of where I was 10 years ago. I was in college. I was towards the beginning of my college career, I guess you call it. And I thought I was going to be a marine biologist actually, but I quickly realized that I did not like biology and I also didn't like studying a whole lot because I was able to get through high school without much of that. And I had a really photographic memory, but college was not doing the same. So I decided to change my major. And honestly, about 10 years ago to the date, I changed my major to literally nothing. I just took a semester to figure it out, to take some prerequisites that I had to take, and most of them were English prerequisites. And what I found out is that I love creating. I love writing. I love spending long hours in a coffee shop and having writing deadlines. And I came alive when I was discussing literature in a room with a bunch of people. But I didn't know if I could just major in English. I really didn't know what you'd do with a major like that, even though it seemed really beautiful and fun. So I thought, why not tack on English education and figure out, okay, I'll be a teacher. I'll be a high school English teacher. And what I have learned along the way is that I really do have a heart for learning. I love learning. 
I consider myself a lifelong learner, and I also do love teaching. I feel like I do a form of teaching sometimes on this podcast. Most of the time, I'm doing learning on this podcast as well, along with you through guest episodes, but I love teaching as well. I love teaching people within the same season as me or that are maybe just a step behind me, and maybe we're learning it together. I just love it. So I will say 10 years ago is where my love for creative work truly began I was working in my strengths and my passions when I was writing in coffee shops for nine hours straight. And a lot has changed since then. A lot has happened in 10 years. I graduated college. I got married. We moved away from home for four years. We both live, we both are from the same area. So we ended up moving back towards home near family. I started a teaching career and ended it. I had a baby. And I've had a lot of different jobs. And this past year, I've somehow managed to grow a podcast at this point to 460,000 downloads, which is crazy to me. And I did that while I've also been hanging out at home with my daughter and being a work at home mom. I don't say all of that to say, wow, look at all I've done in 10 years or look how impressive I am. I've also quit a million things and some of them probably would be short before I should have. Most of the time, all of this has come out of the fact that I just have no idea what I wanted to do and I would move forward in some direction. I didn't know what I was doing, but I moved forward anyways. And in 10 years, I've learned a lot along the way. The first one is something that I learned pretty early on in the decade, along with kind of changing my major. You don't have to have it all figured out. Nobody does. And that's the first lesson I'm sharing with you. We ask 18-year-olds what's next for them all the time. I know I do, even though I know that that's a ridiculous question because there is a rare few 18-year-olds in this world that have this beautiful planned out vision for their life and they actually go after it. For most of us, we're 30 and we still don't know what we're doing or we're 50 and we don't know what we wanna be when we grow up still. We don't have to have it all figured out. That's the beauty of it. Whether you're listening to this and you're in college or you're in a career after 10 years, finding you're just not working in your passions anymore and you're resenting it, or maybe you're a new mom and you thought you wanted to work, but you decided you want to stay at home or vice versa. If you don't know what's ahead, you are not alone. You're part of a huge club of people who also don't know what's next. So what I've learned is to one, accept this fact and know that it's okay. Two, to remember that whatever next step you take isn't the end all be all. You can always change your mind or take a step in a different direction if it doesn't work out. And three, just do your best to take the next right step. And I believe it's Emily P. Freeman has a whole podcast on this. This phrase, a lot of people have worked with this phrase. It's just, we cannot see the whole vision or the whole way things are going to turn out for us most of the time, like 99.9% of the time. But we can just move forward and take that next right step, that next best step, whatever that looks like. So just take a small, small step in the direction that you'd like to go. And also, in an online world where everyone seems like an expert about on something, take it from a former teacher that you don't have to have this brilliant expertise to be successful or to take that next best step. You only need to learn what you need to know for that next right step, and you need to just keep doing that over and over. Sometimes we're learning that next right thing while we're taking that step, and we're learning the knowledge that we need to know while we're taking it. None of us really know fully what we're doing. We're all figuring it out along the way. 
Lesson number two is you are who you surround yourself with. This is another lesson I learned early on in this decade. It's just all about community. And I learned while I was in college pretty quickly that community was so important. I was lucky to have this beautiful, grace-filled, diverse Christian community on my campus, and I've yet to find anything like it. But those people changed me, and they helped me learn that our differences in views and race and beliefs, they only strengthen one another. They also taught me to surround myself with the people who will push me to grow. And I feel very blessed that I found my husband in that group of people, and he continues to push me to grow daily. But community truly is important, and I'll admit that right now, I kind of struggle with that. My community is a huge blessing, but it is mostly made up of family, and I know that it would be richer, even richer, if I brought more people into it, and I hope to. This is something that I'm going to work on in the next year, and I am so grateful for the people, like I said, that I've known for so long that are a part of my community now because I live back near home but I'd love to find just people that are different than me in a lot of ways and that push me to grow just like I had in college and that just are an extension of this community that I already have. So friendships, family, whatever community looks like for you, prioritize it and foster it and make it happen if it's not happening. Invite people into your home, meet up for that coffee date, even if it feels like it'll be awkward the first time you're meeting up with that person. Chances are, even if it is at first, it will be worth it. Lesson number three, move towards the life that you want. You are not a tree. There's this quote by Jim Ron that I absolutely love. I found it back when I was teaching and it says, if you don't like how things are, change it. You're not a tree. And that has stuck with me ever since. This was a huge hurdle for me to learn in this decade. I was following the path that I thought I was supposed to follow. I had a full-time teaching job within the first year after college. We moved away so that we could find jobs. I had a great job in a great school district, but I was miserable. I was so miserable. You can go back to episode 20 to hear kind of the full story of how minimalism really helped me walk forward out of that job that I didn't love. And I'll link that in the show notes, but I found that teaching wasn't for me and I didn't believe that I had a way out of it. I listened to the voices that said, this is the path you take. You paid $40,000 to get this degree, so just keep on keeping on. Such is life. You work and you probably won't like your job that much, but you just live for the weekends or for teachers, you live for breaks too, which is nice, but that is just not how I wanted to live. I was anxious all the time. I didn't have time or space to breathe. And I just kept feeling like this cannot be all there is. There are people who are living and working in their passions. And I thought if they can do it, so can I. So I started a blog before I even started teaching. And in my spare time, while I job searched, I was living in a new area. So I had a lot of spare time because my husband was working full time and I just hadn't found a job yet. But I would write to try to process everything. And I started sharing that with the world through a blog. But I can look back now and see that six years ago, even before I started my teaching career, when my fingers started to move across the keyboard and form blog posts and share my stories and thoughts and learnings with the world, I think back and I realize I was so passionate about that and it kind of stuck with me. It was what I knew I wanted to do, but I didn't see blogging as a possible job, even though it kind of was for people, for some people. And I saw that, I just didn't think it would be for me. 
So I would search on that website Indeed and I would look up writing jobs or blogging jobs and work from, work from home jobs and eventually I stumbled on some and I took on these little side jobs that I could do from home while I was teaching in the summers. Those little social media management jobs, eventually I can look back and see that they have led me to where I am now. But I never would have done any of that if I listened to those voices that told me that I was a tree. You are not a tree. If you are not happy in the career that you have or if you're not happy in the choice that you made to stay at home with your kids or in the choice that you made to go back to work even though you wanna be home or if you're not happy where you're living right now, you're not stuck. It's important to note that you might have people that rely on you, and that is very important, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you are stuck to be miserable of your life and that you just have to live for the weekends. It does mean that maybe you need to take small steps instead of big leaps. Maybe it's starting something on the side. Maybe it's waking up earlier to have space for yourself. Whatever it looks like, what do you want in your life that isn't there? move towards it within the boundaries of your current season of course because we need to think of our people and care for our people but sometimes the biggest thing the best thing we can do to care for our people is make sure that we are living in our passions and walking towards that if you think it's not possible so many people have gone before you in this one including me and i'm not particularly brave or risk-taking in any sort of way but i knew i didn't want to live an anxious miserable weekday life and only live for the happy weekends. And I didn't accept that this was the only option. You shouldn't either. I'm not saying you have to do the thing you're passionate about for your job. I'm just saying that if you have a job that is making you miserable, there might be another one out there that would make you happier. And it's not the only option just to stay where you're miserable. There are other options for you. This was a huge thing that I learned. And I also learned that you don't have to be brave to make those steps. Like I said, I am not the bravest person ever, but moving towards the thing, those little action steps you take in fear, they will make you brave. So just take the steps, even if you're fearful, and those steps will make you braver and braver as you keep taking more steps towards the life that you want. Lesson number four is kind of going along with this, and honestly, the next few lessons will all go together. Lesson number four is that building the life you want takes habit discipline. Along the same lines, Whatever it is you want to do, it takes habit and discipline to get there, and it's easier to stay in the job that brings in the consistent income. It's easier to stay home with your kids if you're already home, even if you want the opposite. It's easier to keep working if you're already working, even if you want the opposite and you want to stay home with your kids. It's easier to stay in that major you've almost finished, even if you realize you don't love it. It's easier to keep sleeping in, even if you realize you want to become a morning person. Becoming the person you want to be isn't always easy, and... I want to remind you that you are already enough just as you are, but if you want to make changes, if you want to do better in some way or some area of your life, it takes habit and discipline to get there. I know this. I have been the queen of procrastination in the past, and I've been the queen of not following through with the habits that I want to build. I still sometimes am, especially with procrastination, but I've learned that if I want to change my life in some way, it's going to take a new habit or a new level of discipline to get there. And yeah, it's not fun while you're creating that or even sometimes once you've established it, it's not always fun. We would all like to skip out on a workout or on vacuuming or on our work at some point or another, but we have dis built discipline around it and Doing the hard thing is far more rewarding than staying in the easy lane. 
it's hard to sit down and work every day for me at nap time when my two-year-old just had a huge overtired tantrum and I'd like to check out or cancel my interviews. But almost every time I end work more fulfilled than I started it because this is what I want to do with my life right now. So I have to create discipline around making it that way and making it happen. Does that make sense? Number five is a similar, it goes hand in hand again, and it is that you don't necessarily have to have the capacity for something to succeed at it. I had my friend ask me a question once and she said, how do you have the capacity for all of this, for the podcasting and the way that you market your podcast and all of that? How do you even have the capacity to do that when you are also staying at home with your daughter? And my answer was, 100% I don't and that becomes super evident about once a month and I'm just going to read this Instagram post to you because it was my response to the question. Here's the thing. I'm not doing it perfectly and there's no real balance but I've decided that balance isn't what I'm striving for in this season. It's not a realistic goal right now and I've chosen to stay at home with my daughter. I also know that I need to make an income from home to sustain that for our family and I also know that If I can have some kind of work that is enjoyable and fulfilling to me, that is going to make staying at home and working at home sustainable because there's so much pouring out involved. God has opened doors for me to do that after much praying, but it doesn't mean it's easy or I've got it down perfectly. Far from it. So how in the world to keep it going? It's mostly routine and habit. I have worked from home in some way for four years now, and I've learned The only thing that makes the work happen for me is habit, because then it still happens when I'm tired, it still happens when I don't feel like it, it still happens when it feels hard. Don't think that there's something wrong with you if you don't have the capacity to do it all. This social media world makes it look like everyone is doing everything with ease, but I'm here to tell you from my experience, we're all a little tired, we're all making it up as we go, we're not perfectly balanced, and that's okay. Life isn't perfect, and we're all constantly learning what works whether you stay at home or work outside of the home or work at home, we are going to be tired and balance is a myth. I've accepted that this season for me looks a little more tired as I build something in the margins of motherhood. One day, I hope it will be more balanced and I hope I'll have more help. But for today, this is how it works and I'm just working on being content and grateful for it all. It's okay if you're tired. It's okay if you need a break. It's okay if you don't feel balanced and if you lack the capacity, me too. Life isn't meant to be easy. Let's just choose joy for the journey. And this is just one of the biggest lessons that I've learned that success does not depend on my capacity for it. My capacity for success can be zero sometimes. It depends on my choice to do it anyways. And it depends on my choice to lean on God, to be honest, which I'm going to talk about in lesson 10. And this all applies not only to my capacity for work, but for patience with my two-year-old, my capacity to be kind to my husband at the end of the day when I'd like to check out, my capacity to work when I'd like to take a nap. We need white space and rest to be able to do all of these things well, but also sometimes we have to do them anyways, even when our capacity is at zero. Again, I'm going to come back to this a little bit later, so you keep your ears open for that. Hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I am cutting in really quick to tell you about two of today's sponsors that are helping make this episode happen. The first company I want to tell you about is Feels. Do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or trouble sleeping at least once a week? You are not alone in this. 
Many of us do, especially in motherhood. I know this has been the case for me. I've experienced a lot of anxiety, especially since becoming a mom, and it comes and goes, but I was searching for something that would help, and I discovered Feels. Feels is premium CBD, and it naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness, and I've seen improvement in my own anxiety when I take it consistently, which I'm really grateful to have found a natural alternative. I find it so easy to take. You just place a few drops of Feels under your tongue, and if you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. Feels works naturally to help you feel better, and it's important to know that with Feels and with CBD oil, there's no high, there's no hangover, there's no addiction. I would never take it or promote it if that wasn't the truth. You can join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel at any time. So you can become a member today by going to feels.com minimalist and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash minimalist. So not minimalish, minimalist. To become a member and to get 50% off, automatically taking off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash minimalist. I'm also excited to tell you about Sunbasket. It feels like with the start of a new year, everyone's doing a juice cleanse or maybe intermittent fasting or carb cycling or whatever it is, but you still might struggle to see long-lasting results from any of these. If it doesn't work for you, what if instead we just try eating real food? No matter your lifestyle, Sunbasket caters to your kind of healthy with delicious recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, and that's including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. They make it easy and convenient with everything pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a dinner full of organic produce and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. Sunbasket even offers 14 recipes to choose from every single week, so you can try mouthwatering dishes such as salmon burgers with lemon dill mayo, and I personally love the barbecue meatloaf with rosemary potatoes that I tried. Plus, Sunbasket has delicious options for on-the-go, for breakfast, for lunch, for snacks, and more, so you can make sure you are eating well even in busy seasons and sunbasket delivers straight to your door which is so helpful and convenient you can order from any recipes across their menu skip a week whenever you need to or double up on recipes for company it's simple and it's easy right now you can get sunbasket for 35 dollars off your order when you go to sunbasket.com minimalish and enter promo code minimalish at checkout that's sunbasket.com slash minimalish. Enter promo code minimalish at checkout for $35 off your order. Sunbasket.com slash minimalish and enter code minimalish. All right, friend, let's get back to today's episode. Number six, you have more control over your calendar than you think. And that is me speaking to myself. <laughs> I used to overcommit myself. I used to think that I had to spend my time the way the world told me to. I used to think being a good mom looked like filling my calendar up with activities for my toddler. And that was just at the beginning of this year when I felt that way. 
I used to think other people controlled my calendar. Now I know that I want to use my time well, one, for the people I love most, and two, for the things I'm passionate about. There are required things in between. I know that. There are things that we don't have as much control over, like how much time our job takes up or if we need to take sick family members to an appointment. But it's about what we believe we have to do with the margins of all of that. It's deciding instead that we have control over those margins in our time and we get to put boundaries around them. We can ask for help. We can hire help if we have the funds. We can wake up earlier. Unless you have a newborn, don't do that yet. Wait till you're sleeping through the night again. We can say no to the four-year-old soccer season that we just don't love to do. We can decide our kids get one sport per season instead of signing them up for four. And if those things make you happy and those things are what you want to do with the margins of your time, then that's great. You have to define this for yourself and what it looks like for yourself. But what are you saying yes to that you could say no to that is drawing all of your energy away? It's not about saying no to everything. It's about saying yes to the right things and believing we have control over our calendar and our ability to say yes and no to things. Define this for yourself, but remember that whatever is best for you and your family might often look very different from what others are telling you it should look like. Lesson number seven, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this and you'll see why. Lesson number seven is less is better. I feel like I don't need to go into this one, right? Listen to all of the episodes on this podcast for further learning. (laughs) Minimalism, it came into our life two years ago and since then really everything has changed. Less stuff somehow created margin in our life to move towards the life we want. And we are still moving towards it. But if you want to go back to the beginning of this podcast, you can listen to my husband and I tell our story with minimalism. And that really describes this. But you could really pick any episode. And I'm sure that this message will come out of it in some way. Lesson number eight might seem a little bit superficial compared to these other ones I've been talking about. But that is what you wear matters. Maybe this isn't true for all of us, but my closet has taught me a lot over this past decade. (laughs) I used to spend all of my money on clothes, seriously, literally all of it. When I was babysitting as a high schooler, I would take all of my money and spend it on clothes. And I feel like I just continued that as I became an adult. And I still like clothes, but I used to have a closet full of clothes that I tried to define myself with. I tried to find my identity and what I wore. I would collect trends that I didn't even like or clothes that didn't fit me well and I'd try to fit back into them plus a million t-shirts that I kept around for who knows why because I've never been a t-shirt girl they kind of suffocate me with their neckline I've learned this just within the past two years through minimalism that when I dress in the things that feel like me and that feel comfortable and that fit my current season but also make me feel put together I am a happier person I am able to show up for my people better. I am more productive. I'm happier. And yes, I mean, it really doesn't matter. I know it's clothes and it won't make or break your life. But even though it's kind of a first world problem, it has made a difference for me. And it's something that I've learned that I do not have to fill up my closet to feel more enough. And having less in my closet actually gives me less stress and it makes me a happier person. Lesson number nine is also a lesson I've learned through minimalism. And that is mornings are life-changing. And that is true, at least for me. Mornings have changed my life. I used to whisk myself out of bed in the mornings and get started with my day at the last minute, feeling stressed out and late before I even started. Now a morning routine has helped me change my mindset about the importance of my day. 
it's helped me remind myself that it's important to set intentions for this day before it starts because motherhood and loving the people in my daily life and loving myself well looks like taking time for myself and creating and most of all doing my simple morning list and doing some prayer time and reminding myself who I want to be for the rest of my day before the day even starts. My morning routine does change. I Sometimes I'll work out in the mornings, and sometimes I will work more in the mornings when my work schedule gets a little busier. But what doesn't change is the prayer time and the simple morning lists, and those have made a huge difference to be able to wake up early and spend that time before my day starts. If you want to know more about Simple Morning Lists, since I keep saying that, you can go to simplemorninglists.com. It is something that has come from a year and a half of mornings for me, and I have been so excited that I've been doing this now with hundreds of other women across the world. It has been really amazing to see how Simple Morning Lists are helping you start your day as well. Lesson number 10 is the most important lesson I need God's grace daily, no matter how much I work on myself. This is at the core of what I do, and I don't always talk about my faith on here because it's not the main subject matter of this podcast, but it is still the core of everything I talk about. It's the basis of which I live, and no matter how much success I've built for myself or how much personal development I do or how much alone time I have or how many simple morning lists I create, I still fail a lot. I still complain and I still grumble and I'm still anxious and I still fail to choose joy. I'm still less gentle and patient as a mom than I'd like to be. I still am not the best wife in the world like I'd like to be. And I still procrastinate from time to time. I've changed and I've grown tremendously in these past 10 years. And I've become closer to the person that I want to be. But any strength that I've had to do all of that It comes from leaning on God first. And since I still fail multiple times per day, the biggest lesson I've learned in these past 10 years is that I need God's grace daily. I need to lean on him for the capacity to do anything at all. And I need him to remind me that I am enough because he says I am. I'm so grateful, so incredibly grateful that in the days that I fail at all the things, even though I thought I've grown so much in them, The truth is that he paid the price for that. He gives me a new start in the small things and in the big things a hundred times a day or even more than that. He loves me the same and he says I'm enough regardless of my failings. Without that truth, I wouldn't be able to have the grace for myself that I need to move forward daily and to have the capacity to do the things I do daily. I wouldn't have been able to learn these things that I'm telling you about today because I'd probably be so stuck on my own failings and so frustrated with myself. His love, his grace is everything. And there are seasons when I find myself closer to that truth and seasons when I find myself forgetting it and needing to bring myself back in. But it's still the truth to me regardless and it guides me. I've learned so many other lessons in these 10 years, of course, like the fact that I love motherhood. I was always afraid to be a mom or that marriage is really hard, but it's worth it. I've learned so many things that I could talk about here for hours, but I will keep it at those 10 and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I love reading or listening to reflections like this and I hope you enjoyed this one. And if you are inspired to do your own reflection, you totally should, whether you just share it with a family member or a friend or keep it to yourself or share it online somewhere. 
I feel like this has been a really rewarding reflection for me to do, and I think that it would be the same for you. I just want to end this by saying thank you. Thank you that you've joined me here this year, whether it's on this episode or whether it's been from the beginning. Thank you for the ways in which you've shared online or told a friend. Thank you for joining in my challenges or grabbing a copy of Simple Morning Lists or joining the Facebook community and contributing to conversations there. It's just been such a joy to be connected to you in some small way. The kind and encouraging message I've gotten have pulled me through. You've pulled me through. You are such a big part of the reason that I keep sitting down and doing this every single day. And I'm grateful for that. I love growing and learning together with this community. And I thank God for you so often. But I do have a quick announcement. So before we go, I've got to tell you what it is. If you are a podcaster or you want to start your own podcast, or you are a creative entrepreneur that is sharing your story or sharing a message you believe in in some way, this is for you. I am starting a new company and the company is called Intentionally Co, which is technically Intentionally Company, but I feel like Intentionally Co sounds a little better. I'm creating this company with the goal to create resources to help women and moms create, work, and live intentionally. Now, This company is basically just the umbrella company. Like Minimalish is part of this company. Minimalish is within this goal to help women live intentionally. It's still staying the same and it's now part of that company. But there is so much more to come. And I've announced already that I'm creating some podcasting resources and that is coming to you soon. But what I wanted to let you know right now is that you can go over to at intentionally.co intentionally.co on Instagram and you can follow along there. That's where I'm going to be launching soon a space where I'm sharing all about work at home mom life and creative mompreneur life. It's such a weird word to say or entrepreneur life in general. You don't have to be a mom to follow along there or to apply the lessons to yourself. And it's just going to be a space for encouragement and encourage you to keep going and not quit because I think that is the hardest part in this creative journey. At least it has been for me. And the podcasting resources are going to be a huge form of teaching that I'm starting out with and a way to move forward in creating and sharing your story. If you are interested in that, make sure you are following along there for the details. You can also go to DesireeEndries.com slash podcaster because that's where I created my first free podcasting resource. So whether you are a new podcaster or you already have one, like whether you're creating one now or you already have one, that will be helpful to you. And plus, you'll get on the list that gets all the updates about the creative online business side of Intentionally Company. My expertise, as I said in the beginning of this, has been and my passions have been from the beginning to help others create and communicate well and to teach. And that's what I plan to do through the podcasting resource that I'm creating and through Intentionally Co. in general. So more on that is to come. If you're not interested in all of that, and if you're just like, I'm here for the talk about minimalism, that is still continuing in the same way. And I'm so excited for all the things that are ahead right here on Minimalish. I hope that you have a great new year whenever you're listening to this, whether it's after New Year's or before. I hope you have a fantastic start to your year. And I will be off of this podcast. I will not be here on January 1st, which is the upcoming Wednesday after this comes out. I'm taking one week off, but I will be back on January 8th for the first episode in 2020. So I look forward to meeting you right back here then.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.